in materially abundant societies, the history of political struggle is one of people with egalitarian politics employing less and less aggression. This shift happened very rapidly, in concert with a bunch of other rapid shifts brought about by technological change. Taking the early 20th century as a reference point, we see many egalitarian political movements that perceive aggression as their fundamental means of attaining revolutionary ends. And there's consequently a cultural framework around making oneself tough enough for revolution. This is the shtick that animates, say, the Russian revolutionary movements that culminated in 1917, with participants choosing pseudonyms that could just as easily work for gangsters as for revolutionaries. Stalin, for instance, means steel. Joe Steel. We can certainly see this in the traditions associated with radical labor organizing in the U.S., in the militants of the egalitarian factions of the Spanish Civil War, in the revolutionary movements of Latin America, etc. In such cases, there isn't really a clear aggressive differential between egalitarian and hierarchical political tendencies. But at some point in the 20th century, in materially abundant societies, this stopped being true. An ideologically correlated, aggressive differential did develop. The point at which this happened is arguably the 1960s and 70s. Through these decades, you have movements like the Weather Underground and the Red Army Faction, which are comprised of people from affluent societies, and indeed, positions of relative comfort within those societies, making some effort at egalitarian violence. However, I mean, already at this point, it really is noteworthy how spectacularly diminished these actual military efforts are compared with revolutionary fighting going on at the same time in less affluent societies. And that's the point. The point is that the aggressive differential has an innate component, but it only manifests under certain developmental conditions. In our species and many others, differences in the propensity to aggression co-vary with differences in hierarchical behaviors and perceptions. After all, that's what aggression is for, when it's directed at members of one's own species within one's own group, to establish one's place in a hierarchy. But while animals experimentally bred for lower aggression, both create more egalitarian societies and fight less in conditions of comfort and abundance, they aren't strictly speaking genetically less capable of aggression in any absolute sense. These same animals, if raised in an environment where they have to fight regularly, will become just as competent of fighters as anyone else. The distinction is in the threshold for aggression, not in the presence of the capacity for aggression itself. This was first demonstrated in mice in 2001. Mice bred for low aggression and raised with other such mice exhibited a very pro-social, non-combative nature. Mice bred for low aggression and raised with species-typical levels of conflict, on the other hand, were behaviorally indistinguishable from their peers.